0: Fellas, guys, men, welcome to the pod, He Speaks. I'm your host, James Thomas, and this pod is designed for men from all walks of life, inspiring them to explore who they are, what they are, and reconnect with their true selves. Fellas, I'm so excited to talk to you today. Hopefully, this one makes sense. If you hear some papers in the background, I got a few show notes here, so please excuse that. No big deal, but I say it's time to grow the fuck up. Or maybe it's time to man the fuck up. So excuse the F word. It happens. This pod is rated explicit, so from time to time you will hear that terms. So if it offends you, you should um, press stop. Or you should just man the fuck up. <laughs> Funny how that works, right? So, I mean, I have so many thoughts on this. But one of the biggest enemies in our lives is ourselves, right? We think we know ourselves. We think nobody knows us better than us. And yet here we are, unfulfilled, unhappy, and still trying to figure it out. And I would tell you that if all you've been doing is living with yourself without doing the work and that work could be journaling, something as simple as journaling, it could be therapy, Um, it could be just a men's group and nothing actually has to cost money. Although therapy, I think, is not free. (laughs) I haven't found any free therapy. But if you're not doing any of those things or something like it and all you're doing is just living with yourself and your experiences and your decisions the thing that's gotten you where you are um, then you're not growing and you're fooling yourself and what you don't want to do is wake up in five years and be the same person or even in a year and be the same person if you have to squint your eyes to look for the progress that means you're probably not doing something year over year I like to look at my life like for example my birthday is at the end of the year and rather than like do like traditional celebrations, which, you know, anybody, people do that. Right. Um, you see it all the time on social. They do like countdowns for their birthday. I don't get it personally, but I use that as sort of my annual clock year over year. So if your birthday is in February, right, the new year be for you begins on your birthday, to be perfectly honest, not January 1st. So I like to look at, OK, how have I grown By taking stock, looking at like my birthday, you know, like a couple weeks before it and say, okay, what did I accomplish, you know, in the previous year? How have I grown? Did I move the needle of my life? Did I set any goals? Did I write anything down? Because if I didn't do anything like that, there's a good chance at the end of that year, as I'm evaluating my life, I am. I'm not moving forward. I haven't done anything different. And and so that, that becomes a problem because now if you multiply that time a year, time another year, time another year, well, you know, that's four years and nothing's happened. So I like to look at these things through a different kind of lens. And that's why I say if you're not doing something to actively, like, move the needle, you know, um, and all you're doing is living with yourself, then that is... Um, That's a problem. So this is going to be a really short episode because I don't think we have to talk a lot about. um, Just, you know, growing the fuck up. Like, I think even if I stopped at the title, almost feel like that would be enough. So every episode is not going to be like a how to Um, I gave you three examples here. Start to journal, you know, write out your daily thoughts. Why is that important for you as a guy? I am not the biggest journaler, but I do journal now because sometimes where you are, what you're doing, what you have, what you don't have. It kind of comes from your frame of thought, how you're thinking. So if you can start to journal every single day even if it's like just a few sentences, what you'll do is, you know, let's just say you journaled every day for 30 days. Then you'll have something to look back on for 30 days. And then at least you'll discover, okay, this is how I've been thinking, right? Because I'll tell you, I've journaled some shit only to go back and read and be like, what the fuck state was I in? Like this dude, like I'm reading it like another person, like who the hell is this dude? What was he going through, right? It's depressing, but that's day one. And then day five, and then day 10, and then day 25. And if you see a pattern of like change thinking because you're journaling, then you'll know that you're moving and making some progress, right? Now you'll have to understand what's going on in your life to know why, but at least now you're journaling and you see. But if you are journaling and day 25 sounds like day one, that means something is not happening. Something needs to change. Somewhere you're living like you're in this feedback loop where you're doing the same thing over and over. Right. You having the same thoughts over and over. So journaling is sort of the low hanging fruit. And it could be helpful for those, depending on the type of things you're dealing with, depending on, you know, the type of growth that you need. The next level to that um, could be a men's group. I put I said men's I, I think I said, um. What did I say journaling, therapy and then men's group. But if I had to put them in order from um, least invasive to most invasive, I would go journaling men's group and possibly therapy in that order, I think. Or maybe I might put therapy in the middle and then men's group on the end. It just it depends because they both can be the same thing. Um, but it just depends on a person. But you know what, as a matter of fact for me, I am going to go, uh, you can flip a coin on it. So whatever, however order you want to put it in. But since I put therapy, um, you know, if you need something more invasive, then, then therapy would be the thing. Now, obviously therapy is not free and that's okay. You can find a good therapist for $60 an hour, or you can find one for $200 an hour. Now remember, you can do therapy once a month. That's only $60 at the low end or even $100. Right. If you feel like 60 is too low. So once a month. And if you go in there, right, it's only going to be an hour. If you go in there with the intention of like presenting a problem as clear as possible, then leaving with a game plan just to work on that problem for the next four weeks until you see that person, you can start to make some traction. And there's lots of different therapists out there. Um, Google it, you know. Um, they have therapy search sites um, like PsychologyToday.com, where you can filter and put in like basically what you're looking for. I'm looking for a male therapist. Right. I'm I'm having these issues and they'll they'll filter out and give you a list of therapists based on your requirements. So you can really narrow it down and get really specific. And again, don't be intimidated by the money. You are a man. You'll find a way to make the money you need to do the therapist. You do not need insurance. I would recommend if you have insurance, use it. But if you don't just save up a couple bucks and do it again next month, because I'm I'm telling you from experience, it's very beneficial. The next thing, again, if you want to give it get even more granular, um, I would say is a men's group. And again, like I said, you can flip a coin on therapy. You can flip a coin on a men's group, whichever one floats your boat. Um, for me, the men's group was probably the toughest and most invasive form of growing the fuck up that I went through, right? Because each of these moments, remember, each of these moments are designed to grow you, right? To help you to man up, right? To start to do some shit with your life and stop making excuses. Because if you don't have what you want, it's your fault. I'm sorry, right? It's yours, Right. And I say that because you have to take extreme ownership over your life, especially if you're waking up every day, making decisions. Right. Because if you're doing that, then you know what you can't do. You can't blame mom, dad, business, this, that. It's you. Right. You have to be the one to take control of your life, because if you're waiting for some outside force to change, to say, I'm sorry to do this. You will be waiting and see are blue in the face. Ask me how I know. <laughs> So but the men's group was the most invasive. And, you know, when I say invasive, it's like going from minor surgery to like heart surgery where they got to open up your chest cavity and stop your heart. Like it is scary. Right. Because as a man, you're not terribly vulnerable. You don't like people to know your weaknesses and it feels uncomfortable. To feel weak in front of other men, in front of women, even. Like, you wanna always be Superman, even if it's your own version of it, right? We're competitive, but as a man, like, I just have to be my own version of Superman. And I know you have to be your own version, right? Just, you wanna be a strong force in your life, not a weak, weak person. So, to open up and expose yourself, you know, in areas can be very, um, scary and so i had that opportunity many years ago of course and i will tell you you know that was some of the hardest therapy that i've ever been through because you know these men were in places that i wanted to be right they had achieved certain levels of success in business and relationships. I talk a lot about business and relationships because if you strip those things away, it's not much else going on, right? That's just the bottom line. The most important things to people is like business and relationships, right? Business can be, you know, money, wealth, things like that. Relationships could be, you know, between friends, family, intimate, and within that obviously you travel, do fun things, have experiences, but stripping stripping it down to the core, you only have a couple things that really move the needle of your life. So businesses and relationships. So these men, to me, were highly decorated because they were in spaces that I desire to be in. And I had made poor business decisions up to that point, poor relationship decisions up to that point. And I was lost at sea without a rudder and a sail and just like, what the am I doing? So with this group, The biggest thing um, it taught me, it was really about relationships and becoming a man and a leader in your own home. And at that time, I didn't have a home like where there was more people in it. I had kids, but, you know, I would broken up, so I wasn't in the home like uh, in in that normal, traditional sense. It was just kind of me. Um, But these men, they were leaders of their home. They were leaders in that way. And I desired to be that thing. So, again, if you listen to the previous episode, I started to embody this energy. And then all of a sudden I started to attract these type of people. Um, But I remember a lot of it was wrapped around leadership in the home, relationships, what your job is as a guy, figuratively saying. And I know some of it may sound a little old school. Some of those guys were older. Some of them were younger. Um, But they all had the right to speak because they've earned it in my eyes. And a lot of the things resonated the same. It's like. um, Sorry about that. You got to take ownership. Right. You have to focus on always putting your your best foot forward, irregardless irregardless of the things that are happening around you. You know, for example, in a relationship, let's say that she's not, you know, let's, for lack of a better word, acting right. Let's say that she's not giving you no sex, right? You've been there for four years, five years, and it's like, yo, it's dried up. It's like a dry lake bed. You see cracks in the floor, like what the, f- you know what I mean? Suppose that's that's happening. Well, does that give you a right to go out and step out on her, right? Does that give you the right to now, you know what? She's slacking, so I'm going to slack, right? I'm not going to take care of the bills. I'm not going to take care of the house. I'm going to stop opening the doors. I'm going to stop dating. Like, does it give you the right to stop being you? And that group was like, hell no, right? And I was like, "This is me being the immature person of the group." I was like, "But what about her, right? You mean to tell me I got to do x x x x x and she get to just like be a bitch, figuratively saying." And they're like, "Your focus is to be the leader of the home, to be the, the king at the home, the priest at home, be what you're supposed to be." And for me, I fought against that for weeks. And when I say fought, it's just I questioned it. Right. That's a form of fighting, because I'm like, well, why would I give something to a person, essentially love, and they're not giving it back or, you know, or something like that? So for them, it took me some time for them. They were like, look, this is not a transactional thing. This is not she does this and you do this, because if you do that, then. You know, there are like things that you do this, I do that. But overall, they're like, you're supposed to, when you're into a relationship, you're supposed to enter the relationship 100%. And you're not entering because she's doing X, Y, Z. Now, there's obviously some initial attractions and things like that that occur. But you're entering with the genuineness about the situation, about who you are, about who you are being and want to be with this person. Right. You're not going to be nice because she's nice, because then that's a transaction. Right. You're not going to take her out because she took you out. You're going to do the things that men do. And the challenge for me during that time was like, but what about her? And I think part of that is because I've been in relationships where I was serving because that's what it's all about. That's really what they were getting at. I was serving 100 percent. Um, but not, you know, getting served. And for me, you know, I've obviously made terrible decisions because I'm like, well, they not serving me after so much time. I'm like, I, you know, stupid, stupid things, you know, occurred after that. Um, but they were like, there's a scripture that they use, Let God separate the wheat from the tares. Right. So it wasn't my job to blow up the relationship. Fortunately, I did because I wasn't smart enough it was my job to continue to be the thing that I was supposed to be and then God would take care of the rest but me having little faith I'm like whoa what you mean God? going like how long do I got to endure I don't want to deal with this and if I can do something I'm going to do something that's just a guy thing right but they were teaching me to tap into another side of a guy thing it ain't just a physical act where it's like I'm gonna go fix this or solve this or change this sometimes it's a lot of you know, deep meditation, a lot of prayer and a lot of understanding that there's something greater outside of you that can t- well, something greater inside of you that can take care of things outside of you. And I just didn't know that. Right. So, you know, it's easy for me to look back and, you know, everybody looks back and justifies, hey, I just got the wrong person. I would challenge myself and say I was probably just being the wrong person. Because when you're fully self-aware and you know who you are and you're doing the things you're supposed to do, then you're going to attract, well, the right person. Or if that person is not quite right, and I don't like to get into right and wrong, but let's just say if that person's not quite ready, then if you continue to be who you are, they'll develop into that person or they'll move on, right? Now, again, I don't want to get too, it's really deep, right? Because, again... You know people will question well you know what if it's a toxic relationship like how long do you withstand that and things like that well you know that's going to be for each man to determine right i'm just kind of sharing like little tidbits of what it looks like to well you know grow the fuck up you know so those are the three levels that really helped me journaling therapy and the men's group and they did not happen in that order ironically the men's group happened first, then the therapy, and then the journaling yeah. Um because I needed, like, some severe, like, um intervention, right? I needed men to put me in a corner and just, like, yo, you know, f- force me to listen, and that's what happened, and then from there, you know, therapy ensued. It allowed me to take a deep dive into like the past experiences and the things that made me who I am today. So again, instead of living in the excuse, I'm sharing those things as now an explanation of who I am, but also, Hey, I'm evolving to turn into something else. And then of course, journaling, which for me is least invasive. And it just kind of helps me to track my thoughts, track my mind, make sure that, um, you know, I'm still mentally on point. So, Guys, I hope that made sense. It, um, again, this was sort of off the top of the dome a little bit, but hopefully it made sense. Hopefully you can take a few pieces there. But just know that where you are, like it's your time, you're, you're ready, right? So be fearless, be courageous, make big, strong decisions, grand decisions, and step out on faith and grow the fuck up. Right. Don't be afraid of loss, because once you start to shift and change, there's going to be loss has to be. You might be growing up inside a relationship and once you do it's like, okay, the relationship's over. Right. So don't be afraid of loss. Right. Be afraid if you don't grow, because at the end of the day, you don't want any regrets. You want to be fully aware, fully alive and fully engaged with this thing called your life. So, guys, thank you for listening to He Speaks. Before you leave, please share this with another guy who you think would benefit from this episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit that subscribe button and leave a review. I really hope the pod has added value to your life today. Thank you for listening and keep enjoying those moments. See you next episode.